Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to this bonus episode of Love to See It, Channel Surfing Edition, where we venture away from ABC and examine a non-Bachelor dating show as a palate cleanser. A little treat. Today, we're diving into the second batch of Perfect Match episodes, Netflix's mega crossover romance reality show. I can only call it an event. Yeah, we've got a lot happening in these episodes. It's four episodes. Some of them are over an hour of uncut content. And it's really like recapping two to three weeks of The Bachelor all at the same time. And this week we have the collapse of some seemingly strong relationships, our first queer pairing on the show, and still not a single man good enough for our fave, Inez, who deserves so much better than to be anywhere near this hot mess. Yeah, Inez deserves the world. I trust that she will go on and prosper outside of this show, as she seems to be doing per her Instagram, <laughs> which, yes, I have stalked because I love her. Yeah. But let's let's get into it, because as you said, we have a lot of material to cover. Let's start with episode five. Francesca and Damien are going on a date, as are Inez and Bartis. And Francesca and Damien haven't spoken, apparently, since they stormed, since she stormed out of the Love is Blind reunion that he took her to under the auspices that he was no longer involved with his ex from the show, Gigi. Um, But then it turned out that he still sort of was, and there was an awkward confrontation. I am really just like, wow, Francesca and Damien are pros. They have let this entire relationship play out on camera. They're like, why would we reach out to each other and try to smooth this over when we could wait until we're going on a surprise blind date on The Perfect Match Netflix? Yeah, why Why not just wait for the cameras? They, why waste yeah. good content 
in private, Claire. Half of this show is just people being like, we could get coffee and talk about this, or we could wait until we're maybe cast on the same mega dating show in a few months. It's all, I mean, it's basically all the same to us. It's like, it's like one of us waiting to run into our ex at like a wedding or something. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But Damien is like, look, I know you all thought I was a narcissistic gaslighting asshole, but I'm here to change that image by making out with Francesca and assuring everyone that she was not a homewrecker. Yeah, he's ready to, like, take some accountability. He's like, I know I earned this reputation. I know that I put Francesca in this terrible position. I made her look like a homewrecker. I made it seem like we were hooking up. We were never hooking up, you guys. She is pure as the driven snow, and it's my fault. And I do think this was the correct approach. Like, if you're going to try to earn your reputation back, Damien... You gotta, you gotta take ownership of everything that went down because yeah. it's clear that it was your fault. <laughs> exactly, it was very obviously his fault, and Fran and Gigi were put in the middle of it. So I do commend Damien for this approach. No gold stars, but but well done, sir. Meanwhile, Inez and Bartice are heading off on a blind date, and Inez is still like, "Wow, maybe this guy could be it." I have watched Bartice on television, and. I don't have high hopes. I, I will say this for Bartise. Right now, Inez is just hoping for a match who literally won't change her mind after sleeping next to her for five hours and nothing else. And I do think that Bartise might be able to meet that very low bar. That's true. It's possible. We've seen him not be the most committed man, but more committed than five hours of sleep was enough to change my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> fingers crossed for Inez. This date goes pretty well. They're like going on a little tandem bike buggy ride, having champagne. Bartise is so bad at accents that he immediately thinks her French accent is a Russian accent. You know, an accent's an accent to us Americans. We don't. (laughs) It's all the same. It's all the same. He's like, what are you, Russian? European? I'm like, ah, yes, the pan-European accent we're also yes. familiar She's with. She's like, no, I'm French-Moroccan. My one defense of Bartise is that his sample size at that point seemed pretty small. I think she'd said like five words to him. That's um, true. <laughs> not the best guess, but uh, he took a swing. They have a good time. Inez is clearly a master of the romantic arts. She's a master of kissing, as we know. She's a master of first dates. They always go well. But I'm I'm just not seeing them as a match. I'm not seeing marriage and babies in the future for them. Like, could you imagine Inez and Bartiz? No. Here's the thing. I think Bartiz's first impression is what he's best at. And it's really all downhill after that. We saw this on Love is Blind. He was great in the pods. Minute yeah. he got out of there and had more than one option disaster. Yeah. So I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't see it. His ability to convey like solid man with good values and kindness and a good heart so far outstrips like his ability to deliver on any of those things consistently exactly. throughout a relationship. And Inez is about to learn that. So they get, they all get back to the house. It's match night. Women have the power. There are seven men in the house right now. And So as they return, there are a few couples that are going to be in turmoil uh, because 
of some ongoing and new love triangles. So Francesca has put herself on a date with Damien. She was previously with Dom in what seemed like a very committed relationship that she was very, like, defensive of and was like, we're obviously a perfect match up, up until the moment that she put herself on a date with someone else. Fran is here to show up for Fran. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> and Dom is distraught. He has been so emotional about her betrayal. And I think that's pretty fair. It is fair. And also, I think I understand why he's rom-com Dom. Because yeah. Dom loves a love story. He loves a narrative. And he is just, like, willing to throw himself into whatever love story is in front of him. And it is it is a beautiful thing. But it does make him quite vulnerable. Oh, yeah. He's very vulnerable. And Francesca is the worst possible combination with that, which is, like, she gives a lot of confidence to him, a lot of assurance by being jealous of him, talking to other people, by being very possessive of him and controlling of his time and attention. But it turns out that that is not undergirded by any sort of, like, romantic loyalty. <laughs> So he is convinced by by her attitude towards him and Savannah talking for like five minutes, which was, how dare you, that she's all in on him too. And then it turns out that that's just a rule for him. He's not allowed to talk to other people. She gets to talk to other people. And that's just healthy exploring your, your different <laughs> match options. She does tell him pretty quickly that she thinks she needs to keep having conversations with Damien and therefore match with him. And she's like, I don't want you to be upset. Unfortunately, <laughs> okay. in a breakup, you don't really get to dictate that to the other person. I, Francesca has many appealing qualities, but the crazy thing about Perfect Match is how it increasingly draws out just how controlling she is. She wants to be in control of everything. She wants Which to be she in control of what... Yes, she's constantly like, oh, I just love having the whole house at my fingertips and, like, matching people. She she wants to be in control of Dom's reaction to their breakup. And then she wants to be in control of his place in the house after she dumps him for someone else. She really wants him to go home. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going home tonight. And she says, don't say that. But she really wants him to go home. <laughs> She's just because she's like, it's awkward for me if he's here, which right. look, you did sign up for a show of romantic musical chairs, right. them's the breaks. That's what happens. He is just like there to serve her progress through the show. And once he is no longer doing that, isn't it best for everyone if he just goes home? <laughs> no, Francesca, it's best for you. So they embrace. Uh, he tells her he loves her and that he fell for oh her my for God. real. He has taken this so hard. He's he's crying. He's <sighs> like, I knew when I walked in, I wouldn't end up with Francesca. Who the fuck am I, bro? He's I weeping. I felt so bad for him, <sighs> but also, my guy, like, you gotta exercise some. Like, don't say you're in love with her. You've It's only been a few days. But, I mean, I feel like Francesca does exert this sort of sexual hypnosis over men that she gets involved with where they're just like she's into me and I think we're in love and meanwhile what she's saying is like I'm really competitive can we win the challenge together because that's what I'm really focused on <laughs> and they're just like she's saying that we really get each other and we're in love <laughs> <laughs> so he starts saying goodbye to his friends Inez is really upset Dom is like her best friend I guess in the house 
And she pulls him aside to convince him to stay, but it's unsuccessful. He still wants to leave. This brings us to Chase and Georgia with a side of Dom. Chase is really trying to regain the initial connection he had with Georgia, who is just really over it. Yeah. The thing about Chase is that he has this sex appeal and this swagger and this charm, but then he's so bad at hiding how manipulative he is that after a couple days, everyone starts to be like, wait, you don't mean anything you say. You're not yeah, very Georgia's good like, at keeping that to why yourself. Why would I trust this person? Also, I'm sorry, Georgia has been a player. Yeah. She knows she it when knows. she sees it. She's not a dummy. They're both two hot gals. So he even tries to spin her like, oh, I quit the hot pepper challenge because you were suffering so much. And like, I'm so competitive for me to tap out of that challenge because you were in pain. That says a lot. And to Georgia's immense credit, she does not buy this for a single second. She's like, no, you did that for you. Like, why did you take the drink instead of giving it to me if you're worried about me? You just couldn't hack it. Like, you're bullshitting me. I love Georgia. <laughs> I really love her. She She's a smart one. Yeah. She's also like, yeah, so I've heard that um, a bunch of people here think that you are in a relationship with a girl that you've been making a lot of TikToks with. And Chase is like, uh, n- me? No. No, 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 no. That woman is an influencer. Like, she was an influencer before me. I don't even know how to influence, but she, like, taught me. And we were just, like, at a resort, but not in the same room. He made it sound almost like she was stalking him in some way. He was like, I was at a resort in Hawaii, and then she was just, like, there. And I'm like, wait, so did she show up? Or did you go on a trip together? <laughs> and it seems like you're leaving it a little vague. <laughs> And I feel like Georgia just doesn't care. She's like, okay, you're just full of shit. Whether or not you're in a relationship with this woman, like, you're so full of shit. He's like, she doesn't even live near me. And I'm like, yeah, how could you possibly be in a relationship if you live in different states? That's never happened. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Georgia lives in Australia, (laughs) sir. (laughs) He's like, don't worry. She and I couldn't be in a relationship because I live in L.A. and she lives in the Midwest. But Australia to L.A., now that makes sense. (laughs) Walking distance. Uh, Chase decides he needs to make a grand romantic gesture, which is giving Georgia a literal (laughs) rock in a jewelry box. Hot tip for men. (laughs) If you're going to give a woman as a romantic gesture a rock, don't put it in a jewelry box. <laughs> she thinks this she's was getting incredible, <laughs> incredible gameplay. Like just the worst. He always thinks that he is making the most brilliant possible chess move, and instead he's just like leaving his king exposed in the most <laughs> egregious way. It's like, how did you not see now that their bishop has a perfectly clear path to checkmate? So <laughs> she is like, oh. A rock, And he's like, yes, that shows that I'll be solid for you. This is what I'll be for you. That's for you. You can do with it as you will. And she's like, she, I would like for it to not exist. <laughs> she just immediately goes to her friends and starts like dunking on him. Like even Bartise is like, wow, that's bad. <laughs> so she's like, I'm over Chase. This is not working out. But now Dom's available. And I didn't go for Dom because Francesca's my friend. But I'm actually interested in him and I'd like him to stay. So she asked him if he'd stay with her and he agrees. 
So they match. I loved this move. It was so straightforward. She's just like, look, this is how I feel. Would you be interested in that? I know you're about to leave. I'm into you. What do you say? And he's like, oh, another really hot lady (laughs) is into me. This is cool. She seems nice. And they're matched. I actually think that their temperaments seem way better together than Dom and Francesca. 100%. We know that that Georgia is into, from her season of Too Hot to Handle, kind of alternative guys, which Dom has that energy. He's not the typical hot guy who's on one of these shows. Mm -hmm. And they seem to have similar temperaments in a lot of ways. And clearly Georgia can see through the bullshit of like a guy like Chase. So she needs a, a real man. Francesca is immediately so annoyed that her friend and ex are going to stay together. She's like, oh, that's, uh, I can't believe, I thought we were friends. Like, that's so gross. He just said he loved me. You can't claim everyone. You can only pick one. You got (laughs) to let everyone else go. She's like, I hate this game. I should get to control everyone all the time. It's not fair. Meanwhile, Inez, Bartice, Izzy, and Shane have a lot to figure out before match time. Inez has been off with Dom for a lot of the night, trying to convince him to stay. And so Bartise has been flirting with Izzy. He knows he has to keep his options open. Izzy is a lot of fun. She's very cute. He's like, seems like a good option. She's been torn between Shane and Nick, who have both been pursuing her ever since Nick was like, you will stay with Shane so that I can have you in the house to pursue. (laughs) Cool. And she's like, Bartise, what should I do? And he's like, pick me. I'm a great third option. Don't let me go home. And it works. Oh, my God. What do you think it's like to go through life as Bartise? Well, he'll tell you. <laughs> women are always nervous <laughs> and falling over their feet for him. Yeah. That is what it's like. It's so easy. He literally just, like, picks women up by being like, have you considered me? I'm here. And they're like, huh. Actually, yeah. And then he gets to pat himself on the back because sometimes he's like, I am willing to date a hot woman who's not the hottest woman I've ever seen. (laughs) She should be grateful. That's Bartise. But honestly, this was kind of hilarious because it meant that, like, I felt bad for Inez, but it was hilarious to see Nick and Shane just be like, what? Yeah. Neither of us? And that's the thing. I didn't really think that Shane or Nick, like, quote-unquote, deserved to be picked at this point. And I was like, can't they just get enough quality men to to match with these women? Like, not that the women are all perfect and the men all suck, but it just seems like there's constantly a deficit. Like, no matter how many men there are, there aren't enough solid ones to go around for all of the pretty cool women that are there. Right. Like, you shouldn't end up in a situation where Inez then everyone's like, oh no, Inez has to choose from these fucking jokers over here. Like everyone in the house is like, wow, rough to have to choose between Nick, Shane, and Chase. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Like Bartise just goes off with Izzy while she's gone. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair play. But like that was her best option, Bartise. <laughs> now yeah, she's left with so these rough. clowns. And she she just goes back to Shane. She's like, we at least actually had some kind of spark, some kind of relationship. We at least care about each other. Why don't we match? And Shane, of course, is like extremely offended that he's a second choice to Bartise, even though he also didn't want to be with Inez. Here's the thing about Shane. Every single time that he is not being 
courted in some sort of flowery and romantic way that makes him feel like the center of the universe, he's he throws a tantrum. He's just he just his immediate response is like, I'm done. That's embarrassing. I'm done. I'm not a second he's option to Martinez. I'm done. Baby. And then he does have some good qualities. Like he can then take five minutes and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that and redirect. But my guy, like you're old enough. You got to learn how to do it right the first time. And he consistently does this where like if there's any sort of impediment, like, oh, the woman he's been talking to is interested in someone else. And she's like, I'm going to have a conversation with him. Oh, I'm done. That's embarrassing. I'm done. No, there's nothing to talk about. I'm done. And it's like, have you not learned that that is not a flattering or practical Ugh. first reaction to any impediment in your relationship? So, because then it's like, he's not done. So <laughs> you're just throwing a tantrum. You're not even setting a boundary. Because then you go back and you're like, all right, let's match. <laughs> so they match, they match. And that means that Nick and Chase have to head out. R.I.P. <laughs> the next day... There's a new compatibility challenge. And I kind of enjoyed this one because it was just a full fake out. Nick Lachey is having so much fun being like, this challenge is going to be so intense. But first, you have to arrange yourselves in order of most to least compatible. And everyone's like, yeah, Joey and Carousel seems fair. They want it the most. And then Joey and Carousel win. <laughs> Joey and Carousel are like, we claim that. And everyone's like, okay, sure. And then they win. I mean, what did they think going in order of compatibility was supposed to be for? I think they thought it might, like, determine how you have to approach a challenge. Yeah. I, I probably would have been fooled by it, too. But I thought this was actually kind of smart because Joey and Carousel were, like, not going to win a challenge Oh, yeah, otherwise. they never win challenges. <laughs> the only challenge that they can win is everyone agrees that they're the most, like, a real couple in the house. Exactly. <laughs> So they get to go to the boardroom and they get to select some new women. There's some great women on the board. Elsie from Love is Blind, Colony from Selling Tampa, Abby from 20-somethings, Austin, and a classic, a veteran of multiple Netflix shows, Chloe, Too Hot to Handle, and The Circle. She is like giving us reality TV perfection just from the first moment that she gets her little intro package on on screen. She's like, I love America. I don't think America and England have ever had a war. I remember that was her intro (laughs) during uh, The Circle. It's too good. It's It's like so funny. (laughs) (sighs) Giving us so much. I will say Chloe has that like classic bimbo ditzy energy But she also can be quite emotionally intelligent. And yet, as she points out herself, she doesn't always make very good decisions about her emotions. it's hard to be Chloe. It's hard to be Chloe, but I just, I have such a soft spot for her. Yeah, and she's such a sweetheart. Like, she's she's genuinely very good-hearted. They decide to match Dom and Colony for reasons that I can't get behind. Joey and Carousel, by no. the way, are so cocky. They're like, we're the only ones who get what love is. Like, we're going to know how to, like, really make matches that last. I'm so tired of matches not lasting. And then they put Dom and Colony together because they, quote, look like a sexy feminist porno. I, I'm i like, do I don't you even think- know how to unpack the layers <laughs> of fuckery in that there. statement. Also, I'm going to say that they put Dom on a date because Carousel's best friends with Francesca. 100%. Like, she's being like, oh, 
Georgia might not be as committed as Dom. I like, I think that he deserves blah, blah, blah. We have seen so many clips of Carousel and Francesca putting their heads together and being like, we just need to break them up. (laughs) I don't like them together. They're annoying. (laughs) So this is just a, a throwaway in that sense. I think a better match that they do make is between Shane and Chloe. Yeah, 100%. Shane needs someone like Chloe who is just exuberantly positive and full of good vibes. Because any hint of not sunshine sends him into an insecurity spiral. (laughs) Exactly. And And Chloe is just sunshine and rainbows in a human being. Yeah, then Carousel and Joey have a little beach date, and he asked her to be his girlfriend. So now they're boyfriend-girlfriend, Mazel Tov. Oh, we love to see it. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back to talk about episode six of Perfect Match. Can you keep up? I like love it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process, it would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself. 
a quiz, and good wine? I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back, and we're ready to talk about episode six. We start off with our two dates, Shane and Chloe, just immediate good vibes. Yeah. Immediate. They're having so much fun. They're doing little like spa stuff. Spa treatments for each other. And he tells her, he clocks her accent accurately. And he's like, I studied abroad in England during the Summer Olympics. And she's like, you're an Olympian. (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) It's like, no, just, I was just in the country. I was just <laughs> present for the... There are a lot of people present in England during the Olympics who are not competing in the Olympics. Uh, but they seem great. I'm like, this is actually... This is a fun, fun vibe. Yeah. Colony and Dom. I just feel bad for Colony. And so does Dom. Because Dom is just like, I'm not trying to match with anyone other than Georgia. He's too overwhelmed by the situation to be able to read the labels on the glasses at their wine tasting. It's literally just like Pinot and Rosé. And he's like, well, this is too many words. I'm not good with words. Dom was the one who, remember last week, was literally debating whether he should have Rosé or wine. So So he clearly needs this date more (laughs) than it's like he needs to learn. Pay attention to the words, Dom. You need this. He remind he tells her that he thought Alaska was a country, and she says, "What is it? Our education system is abysmal." I'm, I'm very upset. <laughs> I don't have high standards for what people know in terms of geography. To be clear, I am bad at geography, but I do know Alaska's a state. <laughs> oh boy, um, he tells her that he knows she's like 
a kick-ass career woman. And he's like, I'm fine being a house husband and like you being the breadwinner. I love strong women. And she's like, no, you got to (laughs) work. Those muscles don't pay the bills. She's like, I'm trying to be part of that dink lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The dual income is actually an important part of my whole life she, she actually does want she actually does, she want, does want kids, kids yeah. so she but she, the dual income is very important to her <laughs> kids no kids it's got to be a, a dual income so he then admits that he is really just planning to focus on his match georgia and that she should chat with the other guys and he's like i'll show you around see if there's someone in there that you like. He really is so supportive, even when he goes out with women that he has no intention of pursuing. It's really lovely. Dom is such an interesting character. He just, like, loves women. And is just, like, he wants to be friends with them. He wants to help them out. (laughs) And then he just makes terrible romantic decisions because whatever hot woman, like, gives him a twinkle in the eye, he's like, me? Yeah. No, let's get married. (laughs) I'm in. I will never look at another woman. (laughs) Oh, sweet Dom. But, you know, Colony's like, I can hold my own. I'm good. Let's go. So these new couples, new pairings, head back to the house. And we start match night. Of course, this week, men have the power. Dom immediately starts showing Colony around and giving, like, the hard sell. He's like, this is Colony. Strong Black woman, as you can see. Beautiful. Works for herself. And everyone's like, oh, thank you. This is... (laughs) like an in-person dating profile. <laughs> At first, it seems like Colony and Bartise are hitting it off. And then she finds out that he's 26 and she's 30. And she's like, hmm, I'm a little concerned. You might be a little too young. And he's like, I always date older women. Then she says, well, I'm ready to like get married and potentially start a family in the next couple of years. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess I am too young for you. She and the rest of us watching are equally confused because he was literally telling all of America and every other Netflix country that he is ready to immediately get married like three months earlier. But that was the thing with Nancy, too, is that he wanted to wait for a while to have kids. And she was like, I'm 31 and I want 10 kids. So if we wait for like three years, the math just is not mathing. And I think this is Bartise's fundamental issue always is that he is so self-centered so oblivious to anyone else's needs that he's like why not older women i love older women they're beautiful works for me they're confident works for me they're cool works for me oh they want to start families like right (laughs) now that doesn't work for me and it's like if you want to be a guy who dates older women you have to be realistic about what that means for the women and it's like, it never occurs to him until one of them specifically no. is like, I want kids soon. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it's whoa. not like he doesn't want kids. So it's not even like he can be like, oh, I'm going to date an older woman. And kids just won't be part of the equation. He just wants them to wait until they're past their fertility window for his convenience. What is wrong with him? <laughs> I'm so And also never him. have an, any abortions. I, that would okay. be wrong. Bartiz, I have so many feelings about him. Let's move along to Chloe... Shane, Inez. Chloe and Shane walk in and everyone can see that Shane is just like lit up, including Inez, who is very much like, that seems like a better match than me and Shane. She says that to Chloe. She chats with Shane and they agree that they like care about each other, but they're not the right match for each other. And I'm going to say, 
good for Ines. She does not need to be with Shane. It's just so, it's so, I'm like, just to watch her continually try to fit her beautiful, elegant, thoughtful peg into these square, square holes, and then to be left sort of emotional and 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 feeling insecure because it didn't work out. And it's like, no, Shane could never give you what you need. And literally never. Ugh. So Chloe and Shane match. Georgia and Dom also have a bit of a serious conversation because Francesca has told Georgia that Dom said I love you to her the night before. And she's like, yeah, that's kind of big that you that's love her. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's dead. Yeah, that relationship I did love is her. dead. <laughs> I did love her like 10 hours ago, but I don't know. It's <laughs> I just think he needs to consider that maybe what he's feeling for these women is not actually love. I'm not love. saying that he's wrong to move on when Francesca showed that she had no loyalty for him. No, I just think he wasn't actually in love with her. And frankly, I think Francesca knew he wasn't in love with her. Yeah. And Inez was like, maybe you shouldn't say that. Like, yeah. He Everyone just, knows except for Dom. He romanticizes his feelings. Yes. Yes. Which, look, in a lot of ways is a really lovely quality, but it does accelerate things in a way that can be um, unhealthy for him and his partners. Yeah. He's like the minute that a woman shows that she likes him, he is no longer evaluating their compatibility whatsoever. And that is a very dangerous thing to do in a relationship. Exactly. So he assures Georgia that that's over and that she's his top priority. And so she matches with Dom again. Francesca and Carousel, meanwhile, are just, like, in a corner, like, so unimpressed. And so, like, ugh, he told me he loved me last night, and now you're making out in front of me. And it's like, yeah, you dumped him hard on his ass. <laughs> like, I'm sure he doesn't care about your feelings when he makes out in front of you. Francesca's like, well, I guess at least I can suck face with Damien now. Yeah, Carousel's like, Without yeah, that's, guilt. he's so petty. That's so nasty. And I'm like, Carousel... Calm down. Take it down a notch, <laughs> Carousel. Carousel is truly such a minion. Like, to see it oh just emerge has been startling. Because she's like, I'm secure, and Francesca's my queen. And yeah, what am I going to do when I'm not, like, literally mounting Joey in the foyer? I guess I will be an operator for Francesca. Yeah. For the Francesca agenda. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a hobby. So at this point, Georgia and Dom, Francesca and Damien, Carousel and Joey, and Shane and Chloe have all matched. This leaves Bartise to figure out figure out which of these ladies who are frankly all better than him, <laughs> which one he's going to save between yeah. Izzy, Inez, and Colony. Early in the night, he talks to Izzy, who makes the case that like, well, I had two good options and I picked you over them. And he's like, yeah, well, now I get to make a choice. But at this point in the evening, if I were picking right now, I would pick you. And she's like, okay. It's never a good sign when he's like, right now I would pick you, but anything can happen. He can't be trusted. And it does. It does. Inez is gearing up to leave. She's like making the rounds, tearfully saying goodbye to people. Until Carousel sits down to give a hard pitch to Bartise. For Inez. I thought this was kind of hilarious. Wild. I love how they're giving us these glimpses truly of how Carousel 
and Francesca are like manipulating outcomes in the house. Like Carousel truly is just trying to keep Inez there. Inez is one of their friends. She's like their sweet friend. And she's like, you were handpicked to be here for Inez. So that has to mean something, right? Like, and this works. It works. (laughs) I'm like, buddy, blind dates are famously often bad. Like you've actually met her now. Do you really think that she was such an incredible, insightful choice for you? Like, but here's the thing. I think Bartise has like two Bartises battling within him (laughs) where he's like, I want the hottest, sportiest fitness Mm -hmm. professional, but also like, I'm a really deep guy who just goes for women who just like, I have that emotional connection with, and they're so brilliant. They're so smart and they want me and I want them. And I'm such a good person. Yeah. I, I definitely think with Inez and this comes out a bit more later too, Inez is in a vulnerable position right now, both in the sense that she's about to go home and this, and in the sense that she is literally like quite emotionally vulnerable right now. She's crying. She's, you know, she doesn't want to leave her friends and he can be her savior. I think he has a bit of like a white knight yes. complex that he's like, no one else wants Inez, this beautiful damsel who's weeping and I'm going to sweep <laughs> in and save him. I also think that it's possible, though it's not explicit, that by taking out Izzy, Carousel, and Francesca are reducing Georgia's power in the house because Izzy and Georgia were on the same season and they're close. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. And Inez likes everyone, but Izzy is clearly more aligned with Georgia. Yeah, and I do get the sense that Inez and Francesca and Carousel are close and are still close. Yeah. Per my Instagram stalking. Yeah, no, she's definitely more a part of their group. So (laughs) Bartise sits down by Inez, who is emotional. And he's like, don't give up. Don't go home. I do feel it with you. And you're so sweet. I feel this connection. She's hesitant. She doesn't want to step on Izzy's toes, but she finally agrees. He's like, you got to put yourself first. And she's like, okay. So they match. And then Bartiz has to go explain to Izzy that he's matched with Inez. And she is she's like utterly honest. <laughs> she says, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Which to me sounds like she thinks he is engaging in gameplay. Which is also entirely possible. But she's like, it's not even like, a, well, you have to follow your heart. <laughs> she's just like, okay, whatever. So Colony and Izzy head out arm in arm. They're just like two really hot, cool women. You got to imagine coming in as Colony and just looking around and being like, um, there is no one maybe I'm on my level fine, here. <laughs> yeah, Colony literally says, I don't like anyone here. Yeah. So I think she she's not even upset. She's just like, uh, take me back to whatever resort they're like holding us all in yeah. while we wait to come in the house. It's probably more fun there. I think they live in the cloud when they're not there and then they're beamed <laughs> down onto the board. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Attack. So the next day, Carousel and Joey have a conversation that to me really sums up. I love Netflix this so much. Dating universe, which is so different from the Bachelor aesthetic. She teases him that he has asked her to be his girlfriend on national TV. And she's like, from now on, whenever someone Googles you, I'll show up. And he says, till the next show. Till the next show. <laughs> Joey, you're romantic. I just love that Netflix is so much more willing to show 
these people talking about the reality of being a reality TV personality. And it's not even consequential to the plot. It's not really made, like nothing is really made of it. It's just like, yeah, they know who they are. They're self-aware. That's part of this. That's part of what we're doing here. They're just people who know that going on these shows is their job. You know, I actually have a slightly different reaction to it because I think we often see with Bachelor in Paradise, especially, and also with the other Bachelor shows, that there is this taboo around admitting any of that stuff that feels so contrived. And it's like, why not just let them be more open about that? But I do think that, like, when once you are open about it, it kind of takes the charge out of it. And mm-hmm. what is a reality show that doesn't have any sort of charge? You know what I mean? Like, the more things that they take the charge out of by just being so open and casual about it, the more I feel like the show becomes flat. I'm not sure that it's the right solution in the end. Like, part of me does want The Bachelor to keep that fig leaf of, like, we're all here for the right reasons, even though we know it's a lie, because maintaining the lie is part of the drama. <laughs> it's part of the game. Yeah, no, I, no, that's interesting. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think I don't mind it on a show like this because it's new, and I prefer to have that variety in my reality TV. Like, I don't need seven shows that are just trying to be The Bachelor. Yeah, where everyone is constantly just like, I don't think she's here for the right reasons. Yeah, and we still get a little of that here because there is this fundamental tension in a show like Perfect Match about, like, yes, we all recognize that we're here and we're all professional reality TV stars, but there is still a question of, what are your, you prioritizing in this experience? Are you prioritizing gameplay or are you prioritizing a relationship? And I think Joey and Carousel can have that conversation because it's pretty clear that both of them are prioritizing a relationship. Yeah, that's, that's true. Until the next show. Until the next show, we'll see. (laughs) Meanwhile, Bartise is telling Inez that when he meets girls for the first time, they're usually nervous and stumbling over themselves. I can't. And he's like, you're just different. You still seem so confident, even though you were meeting me, Bartise. Again, again, such a clear reminder that Bartise filmed three Netflix shows before any of them have aired and before he got any public reaction to the shit he says. Yeah. Maybe he's grown in the time since, so. since this. You know, this was a while ago. The compatibility challenge this today. They have one like every day. I feel like it's very like fast. Yeah, I keep saying week, but it's really like day. Because it really is like the dates and then match. And then they wake up and they, they, they do a challenge and then dates and then match. It's two days max between yeah. these things. So the next compatibility challenge is everyone puts on special red swimsuits with sponges strapped to their naughty bits and they have to repeatedly plunge into a communal pool of water and then get up on like a trampoline that (laughs) funnels the water dripping off of them into a jug and so the goal is to frantically smash your sponges together on the trampoline until your jug fills with water and brings the ping pong ball inside the jug to the top It's just like do sexy stuff without actually having sex. They came up with all of this, like all of these rules and and details and little bits of equipment for basically a game that's like pretend to fuck each other in every position. That's absolutely the only point here. Ultimately, Damien and Francesca win. Francesca's very good at these challenges. Yeah. 
<laughs> which just goes to show that they're not really about compatibility. Um, Dom and Georgia get so close, but no cigar. They lose. So Damien and Francesca get to go on a romantic evening date. They like look at the stars by a children's teepee tent. What cracks me up is that Nick Lachey keeps referring to all these dates as like luxury dates. And what they are are like tiny vignettes where there's like maybe half an activity. Yeah, there'll be like a coffee table with some (laughs) fruit on it. And nearby is a telescope or a neon sign or just something turning it into a scene. Yeah, this setup to me reminded me of how um, I read something recently about how intense like sleepovers have become among like upwardly mobile because you have to build like full on mini homes within the home for the child yes no like for the children so it's like if you're having a sleepover date like full on you don't make your own forts you need to like get a company yeah to come set up a fort for each child a little teepee tent or fort that's crazy with like their name on it and then like you know all the little accoutrement of like camping indoors what happened to just like sleep on the floor in like a pile with your sleeping bag. What happened to everyone bring your own Beauty and That's the Beast I mean. sleeping bag? Yeah. Exactly. You brought your own sleeping bag and then you maybe like had to lend one to one of the girls and then yeah. you all just slept on your basement floor. But this setup to me looks straight out of one of these like Pinterest posts of just like you know, sleepover design for, like, a seven-year-old's birthday party or something, where it's just, like, the tiny little TV tent and, like, the little telescope and, like, the little fake camping setup. (laughs) And this is their romantic date. She, Francesca, toasts to them winning the challenge and running this shit. And Damien goes, and to many more nights getting to know you and growing with you. (laughs) She's like, yeah, sure, whatever, Damien. I hope to win. (laughs) She's like, obviously, this is about winning. And sure, the other stuff, too. Like, she likes Damien, but Damien likes her so much more. Yeah. And I, it actually is always hard for me to tell how much Francesca likes anyone because the line between contempt and, like, interest. Desire. And desire is so fine. Like, a lot of the times when she was talking to Nick, she also seemed very contemptuous. But then other times, I'd be like, she's sort of flirting with him and, like, is she maybe sort of drawn to him? Like her, she she seems to live on that line between I hate him, he's disgusting, and I'm so turned on by him, he's so hot. <laughs> and she's really on that line with Damien right now. But what she's sure about, as she later says to Carousel, is that she wants to put Georgia on a date. To break Georgia and Dama. She's like, they're just in their boring land of boringness. I get it. That's how I was with Dom, too. And I just want to, like, give her something more. It's like, oh, thank you so much, Francesca. That's so kind. So generous. Have you ever considered that maybe being in the boring land of boringness is just two people who like each other and are not engaged in some, like, psychosexual head games (laughs) about, like, whether they're, like, the, the optimal partner at all times? Oh, I even God. feel for Damien at this point because he does I really know. like her. Ugh. It's got to be bad if I'm feeling any empathy for Damien, Yeah, I have not been a fan of traditionally. I mean, I will say I don't want Francesca to be into Damien. And whenever she insists that she feels rabid sexual attraction to him, I'm just like, him? Really? 
The good thing is that we know Francesca is not with Damien currently and is in what seems like a really stable, loving relationship. Yeah. So I don't think she was ever going to find that on a reality show. She's too competitive. So the next day, Francesca and Damien head to the boardroom. And on the board are Will, the winner of the mole, Nick from the circle, back on the board. So now they know people can come back. Yeah, Zay from the ultimatum is also back on the board. And also on the board is Mitchell from the circle. Fran is like high with the excitement (laughs) of having the fate of the house at her fingertips. She's like, I love control. I love telling everyone what to do. First, she's like, I got to set up my girl, Inez. Like, Bartiz, he's he's done. He's a zero. We need a hero for (laughs) Inez. And I'm going to say, unfortunately, the pickings are a little slim. Slim as hell. She picks Will. Yeah, she picks Will. Because honestly, there's no one else. Well, this is the thing. She's like, he looks like he needs a shower. And so I think Inez would be into that. And I'm like... Really? Do you think Inez would be into that? But, like, it doesn't matter. There's no one else to put her with. Zay and Nick are obviously out. Mitchell, absolutely not. So it's just Will. Will, yeah, that's it. That's the only option. She has to match Inez with Will. So she does. I do think it's incredible how Francesca and Carousel worked Bartiz to keep Inez there so that they could immediately set her up with someone else, which is clearly what they wanted to do. I love it, and I support them in this, and I don't feel bad for Bartiz. I'm sorry. Francesca just needs to feel, like, secure in her relationship so that she can, like, fuck with everyone else's. <laughs> they also uh, consider testing Chloe by putting her with Mitchell, who she dated for eight months after the circle, which I completely missed this circle romance. I'm going to have to take back everything I, I said about the circle I knew the about show. this. I knew about this and somehow forgot, even though, yeah, we had that whole conversation. But I did know about this. It was, like, teased on the, the like, after show when the winner is announced of their season. Yeah. And then I remember seeing that they had started to date, but then I sort of just, like, forgot about it and didn't follow it. But I guess they dated for eight months. And, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, again— they, Fran was not trying to match Nick or Zay up. So it was really just yeah. like Mitchell. And who do you put Mitchell with other than Chloe? So they're considering all these matches. And then Francesca's like, last, let's look at me. And Damien is like, what? And then we cut to Damien walking into the villa alone to reveal the dates to the group. And he's like, I guess our date wasn't as good as I thought it was. And everyone's like, shocked no. faces. Boom, boom, boom. End of the episode. And on that cliffhanger, we're going to take a quick break and then be right back to discuss episodes seven and eight. Can you keep up? I like love it. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. There's dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans. I mean, you name it, and Newly has it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility are also included. Plus the option to buy what you love. I love Newly so much. I actually have bought several items that I found through Newly, and they are staples in my wardrobe. Most recently, I've been looking for the perfect pair of 
jeans, which is a constant quest because my body is always changing and also jean styles are always changing. I was trying out this month the A. Goldie Pinchwaist jeans, which are sort of legendary for how flattering they are. And it was exciting to get to try them out without sending 200 of my dollars away. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code LTSI20. Just go to NUULY.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code LTSI20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code LTSI20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing, uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince. Ooh. But I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible like neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful and I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. And we're back and... We left on a cliffhanger. Did Francesca really fuck Damien over to put herself on a date? No. No. No, she didn't. <laughs> uh, she emerges from the bushes and is like, we're just kidding. And it's like, the joke is that she really would do that, though. Because she has. has. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> so Inez and Chloe are going on dates. First up, Chloe and Mitchell. Mitchell is... Like, what a character. For those who didn't watch The Circle or forgotten, Mitchell's big thing is that he's a virgin. And his other big thing is that he loves to say Ferkin, like Instead of fucking. Yeah. Is this his way because he's a religious Christian? I, that's interesting. Is it either that or it's a regional accent or some combination thereof? Oh, interesting. Like he's like yeah, kind maybe of leaning into it. I thought that maybe he was just like trying not to to curse. And this is his stand-in. <laughs> Who knows? So he's the one who's He's like his, a little his, his brother, he's a himbo. His brother and his mom were on the season 1 and then he mm -hmm. came on in season 2 uh by himself. And 
He is. He is a character. He and Chloe apparently broke up partly, we learned, during their date. Partly because he was insecure about not having sex when she had had it in the past. He is like a virgin, as you mentioned, for like religious reasons. It's not like a whoops, never got it done. He like no, no, does no. not intend it's to have sex. Don't have sex marriage. before marriage. And apparently they never had a real breakup conversation, which I think is one of the hazards of a long distance relationship, but at the same time, probably could have made it happen over Zoom or something. Yeah. Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell. She's like, we never really sat down and like expressed how we were feeling to each other i'm like really every time i've had a breakup i've done that like five times it's also (laughs) clear that they're both just still into each other yeah but also that the things that ended their relationship haven't changed so that's like uh, it's a tough position for chloe to be in yeah they do paint portraits of each other like little stick figures (laughs) i love a portrait painting date where you look at the level of art and you're like, that's the kind of thing that I see on the walls of daycare when I go to pick up. It's like, that's what the kindergartners <laughs> are up to. <laughs> uh, so they have a really nice time. It's emotional. She like cries when they see each other, but the spark is there. Meanwhile, Will meets Inez over chocolate fondue at a little restaurant. This date actually looks fun. I mean, it's fondue. What's not to like? Yeah. I know. I you was like, this is to, a, one of the better days. You don't have to ruin your makeup with, like, a paint fight. It actually, like, gives me, like, clearly my priorities are out of whack. But whenever the women spend all this time putting on a full beat for a date and then they immediately get dunked in water or, like, paint smeared on their face, I I, I feel a faintness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, that's so much labor just ruined. <laughs> so they feed each other fondue. Will makes it clear in his interview uh, that he's planning to be strategic. This is, like, the mole for him. Yeah, he only has, like, one setting, and that setting is, I must be a winner. Outlast and outplay, baby. He does not reveal this immediately to Inez. So the date goes well, because I will say, like, well, won the mole. He's a smart guy. He can actually banter with Inez. He can carry a conversation, which sadly, is more than you can say for, like, half of the men on this oh, show. yeah. Like, they do a fake infomercial for the fondue machine together. It's funny. Yeah. And Will, <laughs> Will is like, I love to joke and say quirky things. And she was ahead of me a lot of the time. And I was like, hey, that's my thing. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is he into it or is he threatened <laughs> that she is Both. also funny? <laughs> Both in equal measure. It's like, it's all well and good on the first date, but I'm not going to go through life with someone who's funnier than me. So after these dates, of course, it's match night. Women have the power again. And as they re-enter the house, Inez is really feeling Will over Bartiz. And I have to agree. He actually seems like someone you could have a fun conversation Exactly. (laughs) I just want to, this is a moment when I really just was struck by something that I've been struck by many times, but we haven't discussed. Inez's hot French girl fashion. I think we need a moment for this. Oh my God. Truly, I have been on the verge of taking screenshots <laughs> of like half of her outfits and trying to recreate them. I'm And I'm obsessed with how committed she is to her aesthetic and how different it is from the general American reality TV aesthetic. Yeah. Like, she is fully sitting by the pool 
in like a long sleeve, crisp yellow Oxford shirt with a green mini skirt and block heels, like stunning. She has her hair back in a braid. Like, I'm just so into it. There's not a cutout in sight. Yeah, it's everyone is wearing Fashion Nova and Shein, like skin tight sets. That is the the influencer reality star look in America. And she's and in also, like, I guess, in England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's in like block heel Mary Janes. She's in little collared shirts just thrown on over her her little so stunning. boxy dresses. It's oh, she has some really good like one-piece bathing suits with cover-ups, and she still looks so sexy. I Truly, I need to go back and catalog all of her outfits. I know. So I, I have this. Them. I was like, what if I actually wanted the fashion of women who were on these shows? It was almost like a revelation. Like, it's been years, I think, since I've been in any way influenced by the clothing choices of a woman on reality TV. <laughs> yeah, the, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm always it's just like, while, great for you, not for me. <laughs> Inez is really really doing it for me. When she gets ready for this date and she puts on her little black and white like tank dress and she does her little like red stain on her lips and then she just tosses on a boxy little collared shirt over it. I was like, I would wear that. (laughs) But just obsessed. Just obsessed. So (laughs) moving on, uh, we have some love triangles to sort out, specifically Mitchell, Chloe, and Shane. Mitchell and Chloe arrive, and Shane immediately knows he's in trouble. He knows that Mitchell is Chloe's ex, and he can see that they are really connecting. And the thing is that Chloe actually really likes both of them, and she's really torn. She really wants to make the right decision. She really is such a good-hearted person. She's really trying to figure out what to do, and it's hard. She decides to chat with Mitchell first. And unfortunately, in like the 10 minutes that they've been apart, Mitchell has already told Shane that he and Chloe made out before Chloe can have that conversation, which she had planned to do. Like he could not give her 15 minutes before he runs over to Shane and is like, I peed on her. I did it. I marked my territory. <sighs> and of course, Shane has the same reaction as always, which is, Oh, it's not awkward. I'm done. I'm I'm it's it's over. I'm this is embarrassing. And just a this pouty gave walk us off. <laughs> our second good moment for Damien. Yeah. Who is actually calling Shane out for his reactive man baby behavior. He's like, "Look, man, you're like doing your like alpha male thing where you're pissed that, you know, someone else hooked up with the person you're into." But like don't be a fucking hypocrite because if Natalie came here and you guys reconnected and she kissed you, you would definitely kiss her too. Yeah. So like get your shit together or just go home. There are these moments when I remember that before after the altar, Damien was preferred by a lot of the fan base to Gigi that he seemed sometimes quite emotionally mature and intelligent. And then that was yeah. profoundly and I, you know undermined what I like- by how he acted on after the altar. <laughs> but I do, you know, People contain multitudes, yeah. and I do like to see these sides of his personality coming out. And also, Shane needs, like, another man to be like, my guy, you're acting yeah. like a fucking child. Yeah, it's not a time to be an alpha male right now. It's a time to consider these are that the terms women are that sh- also that Shane can understand. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, consider instead of how much of an alpha male you are, consider 
women having feelings also similar to your feelings that you have. And Shana's (laughs) like, oh, yeah, no, okay, fair point. Meanwhile, Chloe does talk to Mitch, and he seems like a real bad horse to bet on to me. (laughs) I know. I was like, Chloe, don't do it. The problem is she's just still really into him. And we've said this before. Like, you just will see this across the board on reality dating shows. People can give you every red flag, but if you just are into them or you're just already invested in them, it's very hard to to say no to that if they're making themselves available to you in that moment. Like, Mitch is really telling her, like, I don't really want commitment. Yeah, he's like, I just don't do well with commitments, so that's not really... I'm just sort of looking for fun. And she's like, it's perfect match. Like, you're on perfect match, not too hot to handle. And he's finally like, okay, well, I want to pursue you. I want to focus on you. Let's do it. Great. Chloe, no. I do think that it's interesting that on perfect match, there has been such a marked preference for past partners. Whenever someone has a past, an ex brought in or an almost ex, they just get back together. They just get back together. And that is so rarely the case on other shows. And I think that the fact that this show is so much about the security of being in a partnership is leading people to lean on the security of like, well, I know they already have a depth of feeling for me. Whereas on The Bachelor or a similar show, you're more likely to see people being like, I have to move forward. Like, I can't get caught up in this relationship that didn't work out. I have to like find the person who's really right for me. And here they're just like, well, I know he really likes me. He likes me enough to date me for eight months. So that seems safer. That's so true. Chloe finally pulls Shane for a chat and she's like, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Like, I'm kind of all fucked up by Mitchell arriving. And I think I just, I need to see things through with Mitchell before I move forward with someone else. Shane obviously is going home now and he is angry. And Chloe just like absolutely bursts into tears and is sobbing afterwards. She's like, I don't know if I made the right decision. Maybe I'm a bad person. Like, Chloe's She's not, not a, a bad, bad person. person. I do think all the women start trying to assure her that, like, this is what she needs to do. She needs to see things through with Mitchell if things could ever work out with Shane in the future. And I just don't think that's true. Like, I think she made right. the decision I... she wanted to make and she shouldn't feel like a bad person for making it. But I also think it's interesting the way that they're all like, well, obviously what you have to do is keep trying out the relationship that didn't work as many times as possible and then you can go with a new option. <laughs> I'm like is I do think now? that that they that they take that tack because she's already made the decision. Yeah. And so they're like, well that's the explanation. Like you need to see this through. Maybe like Shane's for you, but you can't know because she already picked Mitchell. Yeah. And she wants to pick Mitchell. Yeah, they're just trying to make her feel better. Yeah. Then we move on to Inez, Will and Bartice and this is when Bartice shows his whole entire ass. Oh, Bartiz. So first she chats with Will. She explains that, you know, Bartiz has incredible values. Again, every woman who talks to Bartiz for like one day is like, he has the perfect values. And he's so respectful. And then I'm like, I have questions. But she hasn't felt the sparkle. She also tells Will that they are very similar. She's like, you could be a lion 
I, I could be a lioness and we could have fun hang out in the jungle just as much as we eat each other's hair or head. And he is very quick. He's like, oh, bite each other's heads off. And she's like, yes. That was, that was really cute. <laughs> so cute. I think that moment was when I enjoyed Will the most. Yeah, I was like, he was quick enough to to yeah. to meet her on that and to not make fun of her. I I also am enjoying Inez is so smart, and it must be really actually very hard to do a whole reality show in your second in your second language. language. If if not, I don't know how many languages she, she speaks, but it at is least her kind of adorable language. how the more tired and drunk she gets, that she will just say like more funny little malapropisms like that. Um, and they're all adorable. They're all so cute. Um, so Inez is clearly like, I think I'd rather match with Will. But she gets to talk to Bartise. She tries to be very honest with him. She's like, I just don't know that we have a romantic connection building. And Bartise immediately gets angry. He's like argumentative. He's like... He's so argumentative. That's just because He's- I... My true self is very aggressive, but I held that back for your sake because I knew you had to get through what you were going through, where I picked you up from the bottom and got you to where you were. And that he just keeps taking credit for any emotional growth or any good things that have happened to Inez. He's like, I'm the one who made you comfortable enough so that you were able to go on this date with Will. To, to, no, time- I'm sorry. I was able to build you up to a comfortability level to send you on a date today, which again, not even any agency of her going on the date. He sent her and on also, the date now. He's not the one who sent her on the date. Like someone else did, and it wasn't him. <laughs> Incre- the whole time she just keeps interrupting him and is like, excuse me, no, no, Bartise, no. And he's just re- taking credit for all of the things about her. And she's finally just like, no, you did not pick me up. I picked myself up. And he says, you did not pick yourself up. You were crying. He's angry. He's like, you did not pick yourself up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Martiz, what are you doing? Like this, I can't, I could, I was like, this what am I watching? This man has learned nothing. He has known her for 36 hours. This is wild. This was so wild. At this point, I was like, Bartiz, you remain trash. He thinks because at some point in the 36 hours he's known her, she was emotional and crying, that she had no inner resources to recover from this moment when also, she was like, crying. Like, what did he you, think she was doing before he fucking got there? Also, have you never had human... Like, you think that if you do the kind, generous human thing of comforting someone and actually taking the time to know them or have a connection with them of any kind, you then get to take credit for everything they do in their life. Like, that is so bizarre. Also, this, is again, I think is where we see it made clear how much of what was going on was a savior complex. That he he thought that there was this vulnerable, weak woman, this damsel, that he was swooping up. And by doing so, he was a hero. He was a prince. He would get his reward. And full credit. And now she's, like, not going to give him credit. And it's like, why did I pick this sad, crying girl when I could have had a fun, hot girl if I'm not even going to get to be her prince who's, who rescued her and made her into what she is today? <laughs> she finally is just like, you know, I'm not feeling it with you. And I don't actually think that you're feeling it with me that much. And he keeps insisting, like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
But then after they part, he turns to the camera and he's like, what, she's not the most attracted to me in the house? What, she thinks I'm not the most attracted to her? They're hotter girls here. But we have an emotional bond. And I guess that's not what she's looking for. And I'm like, but you don't know shit about her emotional bond with Will. And also, I was like, oh, this is what you did with Nancy, too. Mm -hmm. You were like, I'm such a good person that I will date this woman who's not the hottest person I've ever seen. But but we're emotionally connected. I'm like, you're such a dick. And then Such I will always get to be, like, the hot one in the relationship. And I'll also is, always get to be in charge. Yeah, exactly. I, it makes me mad because, like, he should have just picked Izzy. Like, I am glad that Inez stayed around, too. But if he wasn't going to, if, if he's going to look back and be like, I got fucked over for the kind thing I did of picking Inez, if she's not into him, then he should have just picked Izzy if he was more into her. Which Yeah, I just don't think he even was. I think he's just mad when he's not in control. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely the case. I just, this whole scene made me in fear. I was, I was like loosing it. I was just like seething with rage. Like, this is like, you remain my enemy. (laughs) Classic nice guy shit where he's like, I'm such a good guy. Why are you not worshiping at my feet? for everything that I did to mold you into the person that you are today through my kindness and generosity. 36 hours, dude. I'm pretty sure that she was pretty fucking well molded by the time you met her less than two days ago. Yeah, goodbye. Good riddance to Bartiz. <sighs> Joey and Carousel, Francesca and Damien, Dom and Georgia all rematch. Chloe and Mitchell match. Inez and Will match. And that means that... The baby men of love is blind, Bartise and Shane, are leaving the premises. Also, I'm going to say, Shane seems truly emotionally distraught because he really likes Chloe. And Bartise is just like, we're exactly the same. We've experienced trauma tonight. We are trauma bonding. We are trauma bonding. Like, he has nothing to really say about like, what his connection with Inez was, just that he doesn't like being rejected. Meanwhile, Shane is like, being with Chloe is the first time I felt alive since Natalie and I broke up. Oh, God. I know. They ultimately head out after they are just like brutally splashed from the overhead infinity pool by Chloe and Mitch, who are just like really getting hot and heavy in there. That just seemed rude to me. I was like, come on, guys. The next morning, Will and Dom confront their issues. Dom had not wanted to bring Will into the house because Will, like, betrayed him on the mole and they didn't have a good relationship. And they talk about it and Will's like, oh, yeah, I was just so, like, focused on winning. But, like, I like you as a person. Like, we're good now. And now we can have each other's backs. It's not like the mole anymore. Or is this gameplay, Hmm. Will? (laughs) Seems... Seems like it's gameplay Seems from what suspicious. we see later. The compatibility challenge that day involves labeling various statements cute or cringy, things like sharing a toothbrush, baby talk, popping each other's pimples, calling each other's par- parents mom and dad. And so they each have to answer individually. And if the partners mismatch answers three times, they have to slide into a foam pool and are eliminated. This actually looked kind of fun. Yeah. I like the challenges that don't involve a lot of physical challenge. Yeah, the physical ones just get so chaotic and often pornographic. 
and, and like, I get overstimulated. Ones like this, exactly. And ones like this, you at least kind of learn funny things about people. Yeah. Some of these answers were bananas to me. <laughs> a lot of them agree that sharing a toothbrush is cringe, which I feel. Not as I, many as the number of people who think baby talk to your partner is cringe. And I'm like... I think both are cringe. <laughs> I think it's perfectly fine to do baby talk with your partner in the privacy of your own home. That's fine. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I also think it's perfectly fine to share a toothbrush. It's just not for me. I actually don't think it's fine to share a toothbrush. It's unhygienic. It's not. I find it... I mean, ugh. to be fair, I find it disgusting and I have very few boundaries and that is like one of them I for just, me. I think that is like almost objectively cringe. Like <laughs> it's not okay. And just because you kiss doesn't mean that you are like vigorously scrubbing your partner's bacteria into your mouth the I, same way. I mean, that you I agree, Claire. It's so disgusting. I agree. And I've done it before because I was like a college student once too. But <laughs> like it's objectively so gross. I was the person that someone would be like, do you want to use my toothbrush? And I'd be like, I'll use my finger. That just seems, yeah. seems better. No, I used my boyfriend's toothbrush when I forgot mine when I was younger. But I think that a lot of them are still at that stage of life where they are over at their partner's place and they forgot a toothbrush, but they're not at the stage of life where, for example, they're, you know, calling each other, where they're like in each other's families and they're calling each other's parents, mom and dad. So like their ideas of what they will do in their life with their partner are at a different level. So they are all so horrified by baby talk, except for Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's fine. Just like, it's cute. It's a bonding thing. I don't know. I don't do it, but. Well, I think that's what it's really about. It's like, do you personally find it cringe? Like, I don't personally want my partner to baby talk to me. It's not something I desire. I have no problem with it happening in the world. I think it can be part of a healthy, you know, couple. I love that for, you know what? I love that for you, Claire. (sighs) Um, They should have put me on this challenge. They should have put us on this challenge. It would have been fun. Inez and Will ultimately end up victorious after Fran and Damien, who are winning for a lot of it, disagree on whether it's cute or cringe to first go to the bathroom in front of your partner and then call each other's parents, mom and dad. I did find it funny that Francesca was like, yeah, I mean, if my partner was a woman, then that's fine. But I, like, don't want to see a man going to the bathroom in front of me. <laughs> Again, I was just like, that is such, to me, just, like, a youthful answer. Because once you've been together for a really long time and there's one bathroom in your apartment, you probably will see each other go to the bathroom. It's, like, so not a big deal. <laughs> I feel, like, neutral about it. Like, I don't think it's cute. It, but, like... That's not the standard. It's like, is it something that's, like, cool to do in a relationship is more the standard. Because, like, cringe is just, like, gross. Never. And cute is the other option. Okay, so this dichotomy doesn't really make sense. I just think that, like, if you're in a place where you're 22 and you're just, like, dating around, you're like, sure, share a toothbrush. I might have forgotten my toothbrush. But we have to keep the mystery so I won't pee in front of him. No, that's very true. I will say that Fran and Damien are both in their 30s. So Yes, but they are just still living that single lifestyle. Got to have a toothbrush when you, when you need a toothbrush. <laughs> um, they both did say that it was cringe to share a toothbrush with your partner. That's true. So, it's so gross. No, no slander <laughs> on that. Yeah. Uh, but Inez and Will head out on their date, which... This one was, like, barely formed. It's, like, a coffee table with one feather, and they're supposed to, like, I guess, touch each other's erogenous zones with the feather. 
While blindfolded. While blindfolded. And Naz is like, sure. And then Will is like, no, thank you. We're done here. (laughs) He just declines. He's like, no, I'll take champagne instead. (sighs) And this is where we learn that Will and Inez are not going to be a match because Will finally is just like, what I want to do is just win and I'll do literally anything in that boardroom with zero thought about upsetting people or about friendship. And Inez is like, that's really not it for me. And I want to prioritize the love part of this experience. And Will is just like, not for me. This is a competition. And I kind of enjoy seeing this tension come out so clearly in this pairing where it's like, yeah, you can come into the same show and just have completely different objectives. Yeah, I feel for Inez, though. I do, too. I hate this for her. Here's the thing. I don't think none, no one, I want her to stay as long as possible because I love her, but I don't want her to date anyone from yeah. this show. Especially, well, so Will is is an interesting figure to me because I'm almost like, why go on a dating show at all? And obviously it's because that was the show that was available to go on and it's it's a job. He's like, um, I did win money on a Netflix show once and like, right. I can win money again. I can do it again. Um, but there's something about his whole approach that doesn't seem like the right space to even win a dating show. Like he... It's well, like it's like he's uh, there's no romantic aspect to him. Like he If you're going to be manipulative to win a dating show, you have you can't be overt about it. And you can't just write off the romance part. Like you have to right. be willing to engage in some romance and like be open to it. It's hard to imagine him being like actually romantically interested in a woman and that's not how you win a dating show. <laughs> right. I Yeah, it's interesting. He could have played it like really invested in his connection with Inez and then been like, look, it's important to me that we like go to the end yeah. in this and let's prioritize our partnership. But he's just like, I need to prioritize me winning. So whatever. He actually seems like he should really be with Fran. I think that Francesca and Will are very similar and yeah. would both be willing to kind and of... she so, does find him hot. She does. So I wonder if that will happen. Everyone finds Francesca hot. They seem like they could be a power couple because neither of them would be put off by the other person's competitiveness. And they could still, like, explore some sort of romance. Romantic, sex, sexual whatever. Thing. But they both keep ending up in pairings where the other person is like, but I really thought this was about love. And they're like, yeah, they're like, romance? No. They're like, LOL. <laughs> We are now 11 days out from choosing the perfect match. So just like 15 more matchup nights. (laughs) Let's get a little couple check-in. Joey and Carousel are discussing the possibility of moving in together after the show. He's like... Big moves. I'm ready to keep sleeping next to you every night. This is working great for me. I'm worried for Carousel. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I'm like, I don't I, I don't know if I believe Joey's going to still feel this way. I would not put all my eggs in Joey's <laughs> <After>. basket. <laughs> Francesca is starting to get the egg for Damien. And I'm like, finally, I've been there for a long time. I know. She's like, guys, he like kisses up my arm very slowly and kisses with his eyes open. And bless the Netflix editors. 
they just pull footage showing him doing these two things. And I was like, oh, I do have the ick now. Thank you. I understand. I had actually already noticed the arm kissing thing by the time she brings (laughs) it up. Because they'll just be sitting next to each other and he'll just be like, "Mm, mm, mm." (laughs) Oh, God, Claire. I'm like, like, crawl. My skin is crawling. I will say, and this is, listen, (laughs) compatibility is a mysterious thing and so is the ick. I think I've had the ick for Damien since the pods. Like, I've never really seen his appeal. honestly. And so it kind of always surprised me that Francesca, who is like the hottest commodity on the face of the earth, went for Look, him. Som- yeah, but it again, is a mystery. Chemistry Sometimes is a mystery. Chemistry is really a mystery. <sighs> but this is planting the seeds. She's open to like going out with someone else. It's, she also says, which I found interesting, that she wonders if Damien is pursuing her so hard sexually in order to sort of counteract the fact that Gigi said on Love is Blind that he wasn't that good in bed. Ouch. Brutal. Kind of brutal, <laughs> brutal. to weaponize that against him on, on brutal. In this context. I mean, frankly, I think that's interesting, but I also just think Damien's really into Fran and is trying to, like, match yeah. her sexual energy and prowess. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Inez, she's out on Will. She's, like, telling Dom, like, you know, he's not genuine. He's just a competitor. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go in the boardroom and then I'm just going to go home. And Dom is like, Inez, you deserve a perfect match more than anyone. Like, you're so genuine. And he's like, it's shitty, but you really have just been treated as a placeholder by the men that you've matched with and you don't deserve this. Yeah. They they have such a sweet friendship that kind of evolved in the background and then suddenly you're just like oh they're so close like he reassures her and then they like hold clasp hands and like kiss each other's hands they're like bffs it's really sweet and of course this starts to make inez wonder are these feelings like this love i'm feeling for dom is it friendship love or is it romantic love and i do think it can be especially at the beginning of a relationship with someone sometimes it can be hard to tell those two things apart. I think also like rom-com Dom, I'm not, I'm no rom-com Dom, but as rom-com Claire, <laughs> this is a rom-com. You ship like, it. <laughs> they, they keep getting into relationships with people who are so just like incompatible for them or who they haven't really considered their compatibility that much with. And all along they've had this like incredible supportive friend that they have this emotional intimacy with and also they're hot and they're right there in front of them rom-com if georgia i i really like georgia and i get i see it with her and dom i like georgia too too, but to me it's unclear to me that their bond is that specific or if it was just a really good option for both of them at the time and then they both Mm. really committed I, i haven't seen enough from them to really feel Sure. Yeah. Always a little hard to tell, but I feel it's like it would be easier for me to get fully on board with that if I was like Dom's in a shitty relationship and I'm not. But my thing is always like the best rom-coms are when the other love interest doesn't suck. It's a good option. Right. No, it's true. It's hard. It's not an easy thing. I'm not sure. It's hard for me to tell because also like I feel like I have had friendships, especially when I was younger and Inez is in her early 20s where you just have this like deep closeness and you're like, am I in love with this person? And then the real way that that 
relationship stands the test of time is that you're just like very close. And those friendships, like I could see her and Dom getting together, but I could also see her and Dom just being really, really good friends in a very genuine way for a very long time. And I'm open to either possibility. Well, I want to be in control and I want them to get together. <laughs> You're like, I'm sending them on a date. I'm in the boardroom. I just feel like they are both, they're both not really putting their real needs at the forefront. And they've been both kind of mm-hmm. passive recipients of other yeah. people's desire to this point. Oh, I think you're picking up on something very real. Um, and this is something that other people in the house are also picking up on. That is true. Speaking of the boardroom, Inez and Will head there and Nick Lachey delivers an evil, evil twist. They each they, get to individually pick a date. They don't have to agree. Their oh. choices on the board are LC from Love is Blind, Abby from 20-somethings, and Sophie, again, from Selling Tampa, and Diamond from Love is Blind. And Inez, as Dom's friend, like, Dom has felt very protected that Inez is not going to try to fuck up his relationship. Like, he was worried with Carousel, he was worried with Yeah, Francesca. he and Georgia are like, oh, we're good, we're good. Inez wouldn't do that to us. Will would, though. Will is a little snake. Will cannot be trusted. Will told Dom to trust him just so that he could get in there and fuck shit up. So he decides to match Dom with Diamond over Inez's objections. Multiple things. Like Inez is even like, I actually think Dom would match better with this other person. I think she says, and Sophie on the board. And Will's just like, well, that's my choice. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. Inez chooses to set Abby up with Fran. Our first queer pairing and... I love it. Incredible. I love it. Incredible twist. And just like a good friend. She's like, Fran has the ick for Damien. And I see someone here. It's not what anyone would expect from this week because we've just been doing, you know, girls go on dates with boys. But this could really work. And she makes it happen. I'm for so fucking here for this. Ugh. I love that they have built into the structure of this show, like they pretty easily can leave room for a queer match. And you're also not bringing in a queer person and like doing queer baiting. Like these are actually two people who date men and women and have expressed overt interest in dating women. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So we open episode eight with these dates. Will and Inez come back and announce their picks. Dom feels really blindsided and backstabbed. And Fran is just like shocked, like genuinely shocked, but also she's excited. Poor Damien is like, (laughs) well, I guess this is just a challenge we'll need to face. This will make us stronger if it's really meant to be. Um, And of course, because they weren't so clear about the fact that they didn't have to agree. Like, they sort of gesture to it, but don't make it that explicit. Georgia is like, did Inez put Dom on a date? Like, is Inez yeah. trying to mess up my relationship? I'm yeah. confused I because they're so close. Georgia is also understandably paranoid because ever since she got together with Dom, Francesca yeah. and Carousel have just been constantly whispering in corners about Which is true. Them <laughs> trying and to she's been trying, up. I think, to stay very secure, but it's like... It's a lot. And yeah, she's just constantly paranoid about like external threats to the relationship. So 
Francesca and Abby go on their date. They're like matching. They're both in little white mini dresses. They're it's so like they're cute. Doing, it's like they're doing a little like elopement or something. Like they literally they're both so gorgeous. And I was just struck immediately about how by like how different the energy is when it's just a date between two really beautiful women. Yeah. Like it's so different than Francesca on a date with any dude. She's just like gushing and Abby is gushing back. They're both like, I follow you. Like I saw you on your show. You're so pretty. I'm just like trying not to stare at you. You're so pretty. I'm so excited to be here. Francesca definitely has a sort of coolness that she puts on with men. Yeah. And that just falls away with Abby. And I love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice to see her kind of let her guard down. And it does like give a glimpse into, even though Francesca has a lot of power and control in these situations because she is always so desired and she also like wants to date and have sex so she's like holding a lot of cards but she also that means that she is like put up against a lot of times like men's ulterior motives and Mm -hmm. like they're not seeing her as a full person and it's clear that she just feels a bit of that fall away with Abby and... Yeah, there's a safety there. Like, very quickly, the two of them, you know, they're gushing about each other's looks, but they really transition very quickly into, like, how long have you been out about your sexuality? They talk about the fact that they both grew up in really religious Christian families where they felt a lot of shame around their sexuality, so it took them longer to come out. They felt like, you know, as as bisexual women that they would just have to bury that like queer part of themselves forever. And then as they got older, they were like, this isn't sustainable. Abby talks about how she was married to a man and, but like coming out of that relationship and being a little older, she's been more drawn to women. And they just like seem really genuinely attracted to each other. And they seem to have a lot in common. Good job, Inez. This was a good match. Yeah, it really was. Um, Also, it seems like this is the episode when everyone's going to have conversations about their bisexuality and what it means for their relationships. Because back at the house, Carousel is opening up about her sexuality with Joey and how her parents had a hard time when she came out and that she's been with straight men who haven't been okay with the fact that she's also interested in women. And Joey's just like, I'm cool with it. That's their fucking problem. Like, it's who you are. And that is the side of Joey that I really enjoy. (laughs) He's just like, it's almost like he's like, why are we talking about this? He's like, yeah, he's "Ah." like, this is not relevant. He's like, that's who you are. (laughs) You know, and she articulates, which is definitely something that I have heard from queer friends of mine who, who date like across the gender spectrum, you know, that if they end up in a committed partnership with someone who is of like the opposite gender, that that doesn't negate their queerness. Like, they don't want to lose that that piece of themselves. And that's something that's important to Carousel. Yeah. And Joey's just like, great. Yeah. <laughs> who, he's like, again, that's who you are. Yeah. If anyone has a problem with that, like, they should go fuck themselves. It's 2022. People need to get their heads out of their asses. And I was like, thank you, Joey. Correct. There are a couple of conversations with straight male partners on this episode where the women talk about their bisexuality and the men are just like, I love that. 
that's great. And it's like, they just have nothing else to contribute, but I'm really glad that everyone is being positive about it. Yeah, no one is negative. So at least there's that. So Dom and Diamond, meanwhile, are on their date. And Dom is just like, why am I here? He's annoyed. He's like, I keep getting put on these stupid dates. And so he just tells Diamond, like, look, I'm just committed to Georgia. I don't know why I'm here. And so you should just go for someone else in the house. Like Damien maybe is a good option. And if I win the next challenge, Georgia and I will even bring in a better match for you. And she's like, all right, well, thanks for being honest. Fair enough. I enjoy seeing Diamond back on my TV. Yeah. I forgot how how much I liked her. They get back to the house. It's match night. Men, I guess, and Fran have the power. At first, it's a little unclear how it's going to work. Diamond and Dom walk in, and it's immediately clear that, like, being in that first generation of Netflix reality shows, Diamond just, like, is, like, close with half of the people who are there already. She and Joey are close. She and Damien are close. Like, I was like, oh, right. She and Damien were on the same season of Love is Blind. Um, And she's just like, wow, this is fun. All my friends are here. (laughs) Yeah. And we learned that there are six suites available instead of five, um, presumably, to give Francesca and Abby the option of matching. And um, because they are, the women are this superfluous group. So in theory, all five men match up and Francesca and Abby just leave, which would be dumb. So Dom, Georgia, and Inez have to figure out their situation now that that Inez is starting to have these romantic questions being stirred up. And... Now that Carousel is really stirring shit up and is like, Inez, you have to shoot your shot with Dom. Which on the one hand, I'm like, I get it. That's her good friend. Like, it's it's solid advice. Where it isn't solid advice is that Inez is like, I'm also friends with Georgia. And I'm also like, I'm close friends with Dom. I don't want to screw up their relationship. I don't want to, you know, run the risk of ending my friendships with these people. I should definitely at least talk to Georgia first. And Carousel's like, no, yeah. absolutely not. Carousel, it's like, you're just you're just being shady at this point. Like, why shouldn't she talk to Georgia first? Yeah, that seems like the respectful thing to do. And also, Inez seems to, like, immediately regret not doing that. Yeah, I, I do think that one thing that has started to kind of, like, bug me about this show. No, it just, like, happens on these shows is that, like, the whole point is to find someone that you're compatible with. And instead, it's like the minute that they pair up for whatever reason, even if it's not very well considered, it's like disrespectful to talk to anyone else. And that just seems, first of all, not like a recipe for a good reality show to me. And also not a good way of actually finding the person who's best for you. And I'm like, if Inez has an interest in Dom while they're on a dating show together. I do think she should shoot her shot. Like, when else are you going to shoot your shot? I agree. She should shoot her shot. The thing that's hard about, like, any group reality dating show is that you, I mean, we see it on Paradise, too. Like, you also are beholden to the social dynamics that you're a part of. So you're playing the game on two levels. You have to be selfish, but not so selfish that you turn everyone against you. And that is part of the gameplay, I think, here. And I think the wise thing is shoot your shot, 
but like give Georgia a heads up, which is what she wanted to do. And it's so dumb because when <sighs> Savannah did it with Dom, like Carousel and Francesca were like, oh my God, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now Carousel's like you Carousel's should do that just the same way stirring, just stirring <laughs> shit up so Inez chats with Dom first and expresses that she thinks there might be something romantic between them and she feels like maybe they miss their chance but that she she wants to put it out there she wants to put it out there and Dom just seems so stressed out by this <sighs> he's like head in his hands he's like I care a lot about you but, like, I just wish you had brought this up earlier. Like, I, I just don't think Dom has it in him to, like, be disloyal, even even if he wants to. I just, yeah, I think that Dom ha- totally gets relationship blinders the minute yeah. that a woman says she likes him. And his response to this is basically to, like, ask Georgia to be his girlfriend. Yeah, he, like, immediately asked Georgia to be his girlfriend. <laughs> He first, you know, first he he goes back to Georgia. He tells her everything that happened. And Georgia obviously has been sort of holding it together. But like in the back of her mind has been like, is everyone just making me look stupid? Like, is Dom really into me? Is he really into Inez? And so she just feels very betrayed that Inez didn't talk to her. She's like, I thought we were friends. And she just immediately starts crying. Yeah. So now Georgia's like in a spiral. Dom is like pacing, looking like lost. Yeah, everyone's in their corner and Nez is off in a corner. Chloe is trying to calm everyone down. She's like talking to Georgia and she's like, look, this is basically Francesca and Carousel trying to like use Inez to 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 make you feel unstable. Like you you have to kind of dial it back a second. At that point, Inez comes over to Georgia and Georgia's like, I feel so betrayed by you. Like, I don't understand. And Inez immediately apologizes. She's like, look, I I did this with good intentions. I didn't mean to like wrong you or wrong Dom. I wanted to speak to you first. And And Carousel told me not to. Carousel told me not to. And Joey is also there and he's like, no, no one had bad intentions. Like my girlfriend just really cares about Inez and wanted her to no one's like behind your back like i'm like okay joey scheming. i love it's so sweet that you're defending your girlfriend and i do think she does genuinely care about inez she also loves to scheme yeah georgia's like no you i'm sorry you have to like read between the lines at some point and there is scheming happening what it this situation i find so interesting because i do think that it's clear that francesca and carousel have been scheming against Georgia. And at the same time, I do think that they are right that Inez should explore it if she's interested. That's why it's actually fun and meaty because you're like, everyone's a little bit right here. Even Joey's a little bit right. Like they're (laughs) they're all a little bit right. Yeah. Dom and Georgia, when they finally both calm down and talk to each other again, agree to be boyfriend, girlfriend, I still just feel like Dom would just be the most loyal boyfriend to any beautiful woman who got to him first. And it's like, true. it is kind of depressing at a certain point. You just want to be like, be a little more discriminating. Not that Georgia is bad, but just like the way that those two relationships with Francesca and Georgia played out really gives me the impression that he is not being that deliberate and intentional about his choices. And I would have liked no. to see Inez get a shot. But I know I'm curious to see how this plays out in the last batch of episodes. 
I really like Dom. I really like Inez. I also really like Georgia. They're like three of my favorites. So Georgia know, is I'm one torn. of the few reality stars who has influenced me because of her butterfly clip styling on Too Hot to Handle, which so cute really inspired me when I was watching that season. She's she's beautiful. She I think she's like the nicer softer version of Francesca. She was like the big hottie on her season, but she doesn't seem like she relishes like controlling people. (laughs) No, it's such a different energy. Very, very different energy. So meanwhile, Diamond ends up chatting with Will and they hit it off and they match. They're just like having fun. Sure. And Will's like, okay, let's do it. And you know what? I'm glad to see Diamond stay. Yeah. And then this brings us to the big <laughs> Damien, Fran, Abby, Inez, Inez. This was a wild card. Ever th- so many left turns. So Damien is trying to work things out with Francesca after her date with Abby, and he's like, "Look, I you went on a date with a woman. That's great. I think it's so sexy that you're so open and honest about your sexuality. It's, it's so cool." I'm still all in on you and you're what I want. And Francesca is torn. She's like, we have an emotional connection. We are attracted to each other, I guess, still, even though she has the ick. But she's like, I also really like Abby. So they're talking. All of a sudden, like almost mid-sentence, she's like, Carousel, come over and talk to me. And she's like, I haven't talked to Carousel in a while. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> it's oh, on you're that friends one. with Dom. Dom looks upset. Why don't you go check on him? She literally he's is like, like, are you friends with Dom? Are you close? Why don't you go check? Like, she doesn't even know. <laughs> and Damien is like, I'm not stupid. You're clearly trying to ask me to leave without asking me to leave. So why don't you just do that instead of foisting me onto Dom? And Francesca's like, yeah, you're correct. I I just wish to talk to Carousel more than you. This is so rude. Before she has even finished that back and forth with Damien, he's like pouring his heart out to her. And she's like, Carousel, oh, go, yeah, Damien. And then while he's being like, (laughs) don't do that. Just tell me you want to talk to Carousel in private if you want that. Meanwhile, Carousel has already dived into gossiping with Francesca, like, while he is having this out with Francesca. Damien is so pissed, and rightly. (laughs) He's like, am I here? Like, can you see me? He's furious. Francesca also tells Carousel, after Damien has left, blessedly, that she's more into Abby at this moment than she is into Damien. But she hasn't talked to Abby in a while. And Abby is vibing it up with Mitchell. He's yeah. so committed to Chloe that he's like, I cannot be caged. Yeah. I need to tell Abby about how my eyes turn all sorts of different beautiful colors. Yeah, this is just, this just seems like Mitchell just being like, I didn't come on a dating show not to flirt with every hot girl who comes in. Yeah. It's not and that I don't even deep. get the sense, I don't get the sense that Abby's like into him. She's just like, okay, whatever. They're both flirts. They're going to flirt with each other. They're, partner their other partners are like engaged in other conversations imagine francesca ever losing out on a matching like francesca has never been on the losing end of a she will nev- that she wants i think she will never be yeah which to me is listen she has again many appealing qualities but you gotta think at a certain point that people would start to be like 
I think I'm better off somewhere else, actually. But it never happens until she's done with them. (laughs) Ever. So in this case, Damien has, meanwhile, decided to shop around a little bit. Because clearly, Francesca is no longer even interested in treating him with, like, an appearance of respect. So he's like, okay, that's not going well. I'm going to talk to Inez. Guess I need to find another match. Yeah. So he pulls Inez aside, and he's like, look, we're the same, you know? We don't put ourselves first in relationship. We're givers. Like, I love too hard. I love too fast. It's gotten me in trouble, you know? And you're the same. He's like, I'm so invested in Francesca, but she doesn't reciprocate. So... Here I am. I feel like Inez is just like, okay, fine. Like, I want to be with my friends. I'll stay. And he's like... He tells her, "Eh." you're so amazing. You shouldn't be an option to anyone. You should be a priority. She is an option to him, not a priority. The absolute audacity of this man to pretend that he is any different from any of the other guys who have treated her as an option. Zero percent. Zero. Inez is also so open-hearted in this way which is how she's still on the show even though all these guys are so beneath her that all this is all he has to do and she's like you're a giver that's so new to me we are the same there's something here between us you're not the same (laughs) you're not the same my god (laughs) but she does get to stay and i do support that so they match they can they match like oh how dare you? Francesca is always uh, just like, she, <laughs> she's like, these people should just disappear as soon as I'm done with them. Basically. But Francesca does match with Abby and she's excited about it. Joey and Carousel rematch and so do Chloe and Mitchell. So I guess no one has to go home. Well, that is part of the fun. No one has to go home. They all just get to mix it up. Yeah. And that's fun. I, I enjoy it. So the next morning, Damien, now matched with Inez, debriefs his pals on what went down. And he's like, yeah, she's great. They're like, do you still want Francesca? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, how, how I much? Love he's that like, bad. Will is like, no, I don't believe you for a second. Like, Will, Will can clearly read people. Will is like, no, you want Francesca still. I can, yeah. yeah. He's not hiding it that hard. When they're, they're like, how much <laughs> no. do you, how bad do you want her? And he's like, bad. <laughs> So now it's time for the challenge. <sighs> it's one of those, like, I feel like I've done, like, a team building exercise like this before where it's, like, one person is blindfolded and the other person has to direct them to do some task. Yeah, but the task itself is deranged. So <laughs> It's deranged. The task is, you know, you have to be guided through a maze of hay bales to pick up little cubes and then you have to go back and balance all of them on a narrow platform that is held between their unblindfolded partner's legs. And the unblindfolded (laughs) partner has to both balance that and do all the directing. I'm like, this is a nightmare. I actually can't believe anyone completed this challenge. (laughs) Same. I'm actually shocked how well it went. Like, Chloe and Mitchell win somehow. Maybe it's Mitchell's incredible inner thigh strain. Maybe they were just doing this for seven hours. Who knows? They get there. Yeah, that's true. It could have been going on for so long. And so Chloe and Mitchell get to have a romantic evening date. And Chloe's like, finally, a romantic date. And instead, fucking Mitchell. So they. this is actually a very savvy date. This little half-assed craft date is still the perfect date to prompt the relationship meltdown that needs to happen. They are creating manifestation bracelets with bees. And so they have 
these little like, prompts. What do, you, what do you see? When you visualize your future, what do you see? And so Mitchell says he sees a beautiful family and kids. She's like, oh, well, when? He says, oh, 30, 31. And she's like, eight or nine years. They agree that they want four or five kids. And I'm like, Mitchell, you can't wait until she's 32 to start having five kids. I mean, you can, but why would you when you could just get it out of the way a little sooner? But she's like, look, I don't want to stress about the timeline. I I want to be in a relationship where things happen when they happen, but where I'm a priority. They're 22 and 23. They don't need to think about the timeline yet. Like, I they just, should just focus on maybe being in a relationship. I don't think they need to think about the timeline, but I do think it's wild to be, like, definitely not until 10 years from now. And then I, I will just start also having a think, giant family. I think when you're a 23-year-old dude, you haven't thought about any of the shit Ugh. and you're not actually thinking, you're not even saying real things. But it's just like Bartiz. It's like you have to think about your partner and how they might fit into that and if that's realistic for them. So she's like, I just want to be a priority. And she says, you know, I'm worried because maybe we're just together because it's familiar. I see the way you talk to other girls in the house and... I worry that maybe you're more interested in them or they give you things that I don't. And he's like, no, it's not that. You check a lot of boxes and you're so great. I just great. don't want you're a relationship so with anyone. Yeah, she's like glowing. He's like, you're so great. You're so sexy. You're so fun. You're perfect. She's like tossing her hair around. And then he's like, but every relationship I've ever had has held me back. I feel pressure and guilt because you want more. I'm not going to prioritize somebody over my own goals. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Like, if you're really not even a little bit looking for a relationship, you should not be on this show. I mean, that's probably exactly why they wanted him on this show, because it is, it's fuckery that is kind of fun to watch. But like, dude, so rude. So rude to Chloe, who literally asked him outright. Like, that's what pisses me off about this. She said, are you just trying to fuck around? And he, like, wouldn't own it. And now he's owning it. Now that he's has a secure place in the house. This made me so mad. Is, yeah. And this is basically where we end with Chloe being livid, saying that if Shane is on that board, she's sending herself on a date with him. And I hope, I hope that that happens. I'm sure that he will be on the board. They even, like, do a little flash of, like, Shane's little avatar on the board. Oh, I totally missed that. What I did not miss in the preview for the final four episodes is that apparently like every person that's been an option is about to come back into the house. (gasps) So it's going to be a wild bonanza. Oh boy. I'm really excited to see the last four episodes. Let's check in, Claire. Who do we think will be the perfect match based on what we've seen? (sighs) Last week we said Joey and Carousel. I feel like they're still in the running. Yeah. But now I'm kind of wondering if Georgia and Dom could win this one. Well, they've both committed to each other as boyfriend, girlfriend. So they've both met the bar, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're like on the same level now in, in that sense. <laughs> I guess it's like who would get more votes, and I'm not sure. I feel like Joey and Carousel might get more votes because they have more of a coalition Georgia and Mm. Dom have been kind of besieged. But I also could see people being like, we're not going to let Fran and Carousel run this game. I'm voting the other way. Dom has a pure heart. It's possible. It's possible. I do feel like it might be the case that like 
the fact that they have been kind of targeted will come back to bite them when they don't have the locked in votes yeah. that Joey and Carousel do. I am I am truly interested to see how this plays out. It looks like we'll get some more shakeups. It looks like maybe we'll get some Fran and Will. Yeah. Which, as you said, would that be That is what I've been pulling for. It's like and as and as in Dom, Fran and Will. Those are my like goal couples. I do hope to <laughs> at least get one tried out by the end. <laughs> I agree. And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, and of course, leave a review. And tell all your friends about our show. Spread the word. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.